KVBL Radio is back. We're doing uh, part two today with KVBL champion Andre from the Knicks. We're going to touch on uh, Maynard today, which, you know, Landros yesterday we talked about. It's it's top heavy and then like kind of three, three through ten is, you know, jumbled. I think Maynard, we actually are kind of in a similar situation, even though it's thought of as like a I guess weaker conference. There were two sixty win teams and then a fifty five win team, and then it dropped down ten wins. And you know, I'm curious to see what your over under is. I have some. Uh, I think I'm gonna have a surprise for for where I am with uh, with my fourth four five six seeds. So uh, I'd like to get right into it. Um, Let's do it. All right. So first team up is uh, the Warriors. They won twenty two games last year. And they kind of got nothing. I mean, they drafted my namesake. They got Carl Black. But they don't – they have the Mustafa Mizra, who's the point guard, who's not, like, anything special. They have Rodrigo, who, like, I think is going to end up being a trade piece at 25 on a five-year contract. Like, it just doesn't – and he doesn't have to, like, trade him now because it's not like he's going to win him games. But I do think that – That'll be a trade piece. He's stuck with that shitty Evans contract. But outside of that, I mean, he, he's he got that shitty Cruz contract. I mean, he's going to be in over the cap with probably 15 wins. So, yeah, he holds a Nuggets pick, which actually has a chance to, like, be mid-first round, depending on, you know, if if he goes close, if the Nuggets are closer to your win total, he's looking at, like, the 14th or 15th pick, which isn't awful, plus his own. Um, he finally has his pick back. He's been kind of doing nothing for two seasons, and I know how that went. I did that when I lost Beaumont, so um, it sucks. But what's your take on him? Um, I'm, I'm with you. I said he added that music, obviously your namesake, um, but really hasn't done a whole lot. Um, the team has volume, but absolutely no efficiency, um, and it has no D. Um, they lost it to three ball, but once again, the efficiency isn't all there, and the contracts of Evan. Cruz are not really making it easier for them to move pieces and completely start fresh. Um, the other thing is like there is no passing on a team, which obviously hurts his efficiency. I mean, the highest passer is Mirza at 50. Um, so I know with having won 22 games, I have been winning way less, not way less, but having winning less than that. So my over on the hip was 15 and a half. Um, and he's just, he, just going to hang out, you know, in the bottom of the pack and, you know, just hope to hit the lottery. I, uh, I have him lower. I have him um, at 12 and a half. I think he's going to fight the Celtics for the number one overall lotto slot, um, mostly because he doesn't want to win either. He won 22 games trying to win last year because he didn't have his pick. So I think Rodrigo goes. He really doesn't have anything else. I just – Maynard is way too tough for him to – like, I don't even think this team can steal games. Like, I think that he's going to beat some of the lotto teams from each side, and that's probably it. Like, he just doesn't have enough, like you said, efficiency or really – like he has, like you said, he has volume but no efficiency. So without the efficiency he's not and no defense, he's not going to get there. So um, 15 and a half isn't out of the question. I'm not – I just – I don't see him, one, trying. Like, there's no reason for him to add a piece that's going to win. So I – I think, and as as we go through this, I, I right. When I looked at Maynard, and I just think that really outside of them, and um, 
the Suns, you could, in the net, I guess the Nets now too, but the Nets still have Glenn. So until Glenn's off that team, they're still going to win games. But like the Suns and the, the Warriors, outside of that, like everybody with their current rosters right now could win 20, 25 games. Obviously, teams will win more, but the losses have to come from somewhere. And I just, I have them giving out the losses. Uh, all right, on to the Heat. Um, big, big trade they made. They gave up Bordeaux and Higgins for AGS. Um, AGS is probably top three guard in the league. It depends. Everybody likes different things, and I think that that's the most fun about the league. Um, he's got a ton of young pieces. He can go out and get guys if he wanted them. Um, like, I know he's higher on Hall. Than, than other people. Like, I'm not a big fan because even though he has a three-point, he, he has a few steals, but he has no defense. Um, but he has – Hammers is a monster now with those progressions. Um, he signed Bradley to a deal that, like, it's fine. I don't know what his plan is. Like, he has Mason. He has Hughes. Like, Bradley's not even going to play or shouldn't play. So – um, I'm curious to see what you think because clearly they're better than last year and they're still really young, which is really scary. Yeah, that's going to be... I feel like Heat is going to be the next team in the Maynard um, coming up. As I said, they got better with progressions. Adding, uh, not with the top three guard, but, I mean, a definite top ten player in the league. Uh, is an absolute beast. Um and the thing is, with Kentucky also signed Devils and Anderson, he actually has flexibility with him. So, you know, play shooting or play point guard, you can do what you want with him. And, you know, you can play matchup with him. So that's um, the big head scratcher to me was, as you just pointed out, the Bradley deal when you have seven two bits already. Um, and Hammers being the best of bench. Um, I wonder if that eventually turns into a trade piece and gets them another bench piece somewhere that will help. Um, I think that's the best case scenario there. Um, I do see him winning more games than, than last season. I think he's, he's going to be the number three in the conference and he's going to be a pain to deal with and just going to get better. So I have him at 58 and a half games. Um, How much you cut out when you said the number? Second, 58. 58 and a half. Gotcha. Sorry, you cut out when you said the number. That would be no surprise at all. No, and I'm actually I'm I'm upping him from where he was. He won 55 with literally zero point guard, and he kind of took care of that. Even if um, he plays Joey D and he plays AGS at the the two, and then he flexes AGS up and brings in um, Bell off the off the the bench and kind of covers the two three. Like he. With the flexibility he has, he only has to go with a, a seven-man rotation, realistically. He can bring Correct. Bell and um, either Mason or Hughes, whoever he's not starting, off the bench. And then he doesn't really need anybody else. Um, they have scoring. They have defense. Um, Joey D brings brings steals, which AGS does too. But that was his, his one weakness last year. Like, Higgins has some. But this team was missing like an elite steals guy, and Joey D and, and AGS helped us. I actually, um, I have his set at fifty nine point five, um, so I'm only a win off you. But you're gonna see a theme with three teams at that number for me, um, and I, it's not really a cop out. I just, 
I think that it's going to be a really, really intense run to the one seed between three teams. I don't know that we've ever seen three teams really be at the top for the whole season. I think that's what we can see with barring injuries or like some other like the Heat have enough young kids to go out and get a big guy if if that guy becomes available. Like if if the Kings suck and Trauber comes available, like and he wants him bad enough, he especially with Bradley on his bench, he could go and offer, you know, some combination of what he has and try to get you know, a guy that puts him over the top. But as constructed right now, I think it's going to be a fun, fun race. And for somebody that's probably on the outside of the playoffs, that'll be fun to watch. No, so. I, I agree. And as I said, the race for number one seed is going, to, is going to be heated because if you can avoid, and each team is going to look at the other and say, this is who I want to avoid in the second, in the second round. Well, I think that's, um, what, that's the crazy part is um, there was a year I was still – I had just won the title and the Lions were just getting good. This is, I think it was right before you and it was before they're like, the Lions went on their title run and I was at the top, but then the Lions and the Raptors were both really good and the whole key was to get the one seed. So you only had to play one of them. And I think that that bodes well for, for whoever obviously can get the one seed out of the three teams, because if you have to go through, so for you in instance, if you have to go through the Hawks, then the Heat, that's a lot rougher than, say, the, the Thunder. Although, you'll see my, my team later, who I think might be the dark horse to win it come playoff time. But I'll give my reasons then. Um, sounds, sounds good. All right, so we'll go to the Knicks, and we're going to flip it here for you. So you give me the outlaw, the the overview of your team, and I'm going to – and I'll give you what I see. Sounds good. All right, so going to the championship Knicks. Um, bringing back pretty much a team except the trade I made with, with the Nuggets. So I added Paxton, who was obviously a very nice add. Um, and then with that also came Sam Deed. And the only signing I did in USA was Cochran. Um, so the defense I lost with Murillo, which obviously is a big loss, I feel like I actually replaced between Cochran, Deed, and then Paxton was bringing both sides of the ball. Um, I had lots of passing. I think my defense is going to be pretty stout yet again. And I added steals this year, um, which I didn't have last season. So um, I'm excited about this about this core um, and interested to hear what you get Well, what, what do you – I mean, and I know I don't have it open. Um, what's your idea for lineup construction in Sim 1? Are you going Paxton, Kowalski, Deed, Rafi, and uh, – and – Danville, or are you doing Rafi at the three and then Parsons and Danville? So, um, actually, in Sim 1, Kowalski's going to play the one, Paxton's going to play the two. Um, I got Prince backing up Kowalski, Deed is is backing up the two and the three. Uh, Rafi's going to be at the three, Danville will be at the four, and Parsons will actually start at the five. Uh, And then I got Cartman backing up the four and the five. Yeah, you have a few things you can do because I, I forget what team we talked about yesterday where they had Ixtins who doesn't shoot, but he had all those steals in defense. Like, I feel like Deed could be that guy for you at small forward when you have to, like, switch out and you can move Rafi to, to power forward. Correct. And you can just kind of plug him in. He's not going to shoot a lot, but he's, he's got the steals. He's got the defense one through nines, and he's just kind of a guy that's there. Um, that's the thing. That, that's what I did in I think it's huge because I once again have not the flexibility to 
ability to where Rafi can go to Paul Florida when needed to play a specific matchup. Well, that, that was the thing. When you were moving Murillo, even if you traded him straight up for Paxton, it left you in a hole. But now getting deed in that, it fills it. So I, I like your team. I have your over-under um, set at 59.5. I, I'm, I'm going to cop out here a little bit and, and tie you with the heat. Um, I think that adding a guy that's completely different than Murillo, just it takes out kinks, like whether you're playing with who's going to shoot more or, you know, maybe they're better switched if Kowalski's better at the two and Paxton at the one. Or maybe you're better with Deed starting or Deed. Like, I think you're going to have a couple, like you talked about with my team where I'm going to be trying things and like my optimal lineup probably won't be out there every time. I think you're going to run into that too with having a few things you can do with your team. Yep. So I have you, obviously, I mean, it's right where you are, but as much better as I think Paxson is, I just think that your roster construction really fits so well that you're going to need a few sims to play it out. So like, I wouldn't be shocked if you come out of the gate and you're like, through your first 20 games, you're like 15, 15 and 5 or worse. And not that that's like awful and that's on pace for the 60 wins, but you could easily be 12 and 8 and then go on like a 22 game run where you go 20 and 2 once you figure out a lineup you like. So I just think that you're you run the risk more so than the Heat and the uh, Hawks of having to tinker with your lineup a little bit. And I think that's funny you say that because that's legit what happened last because I started to uh and once I figured it out and I made the move, obviously you get away from Stu, uh, I believe I ended up going on a 23-game winning streak um, in the middle of the season. So um, I'm pretty much right there with you. I actually put my over and under at 16 and a half, thinking I'm going to win 60 games again. Um, so you and I are pretty much in the same boat right there. Yeah, so it'll it'll be fun to see what, what you, you, you do. And the one thing about your team – that's that's different from the Heat. Um, I think you and the Hawks are different from the Heat from the fact that like he can go out and make a move where like I don't know what your move would be without moving one of your starters. Yeah, I'm 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 set where I am at this point. So this is this, this is gonna you know, it's title of bust for this team basically. Yeah, because you only have your forty five, so you don't even really have a first without getting one back. Um but you know, you won the title, go for the the back to back. I, I don't hate it and you know what? If Paxton walks in two seasons, you trade off Rafi and you rebuild with your pick, or you yep. get pieces that you can keep moving forward with. But yeah, Not you mentioned the fact that my draft class forty six, and it's just going to be one stud after another. So right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Blazers. Here. All right, so Blazers. Um, UFA was kind to them. They signed Ori, Hugh. Bedlam, I believe, a um, couple minimums, and then obviously they drafted your boy Dre. They had Kennington. They traded Kennington for for Higgins, and I know that um, from the outside, I hated the trade. I thought that the value was really bad. And then when you actually look at it, um, Kennington's a a decent player, um, and he's five years younger, so. You know, Higgins didn't make sense on the Nets. Could he have gotten a better deal? Probably. But banking on draft picks, as we've seen, is just dumb. So I don't necessarily hate the move as much for the Nets as I thought I did. Um, You know, people talk 
collusion and all this shit. And then you have Omar come in and say it's not even that bad. And then Crest, who, you know, obviously hates Ricky, defending the trade. So clearly there's people on both sides of it and people like Higgins more. But when you take in the age, I don't think it's an awful deal. Um, And I'm not defending Ricky because I was one of the ones I was absolutely against it. And I've kind of come back. But I'd be shocked if Dre doesn't get some run for him. Um, He's got the assists. He's got steals. Um, he's got Kittles, Ori, Hugh, Badlam. You know, he has a bunch of these guys. Um, Rick, Ricky's always had these like weird teams the last couple of years and then just haven't performed out of the gate. And I, I don't know what this is. He at least has scoring. So I'm, I'm curious to see what your over-under is because um, I'm sure he's going to bash me for mine. Ricky, he'll be a dick to you and me, but he'll also be one to smack. Just I don't yeah, take no. it seriously, and smack does. So, but here's the thing: Ricky is always. I've noticed that Ricky is always going to be a dick in the chat. But as I said, I I actually get to see him in person, and it's not the same guy that we see in the chat. So, you know, gotta learn to take it with a grain of salt. I also now realize it's fine for me to actually go back at him in chat because it's you know as that we're just messing around. It's all good. Um. With that said, you know, I hated the fact that he, that he got Dre. Uh, I did not make it um, a secret how much I liked him and wanted him. Um, so with him having Dre, there's no way he's coming up anytime soon without me giving up my first one. Um, so that part I don't like. He did tell me that the fun, the fun thing about the trade he made is Dre is definitely going to get the team moves now. So that, that I'm excited for to get the team play. Um, the one thing that still stands out is there's really not much defense on that team, and and that's where he's gonna he's gonna lose games. Um, yeah, it is not like I, a standout yeah. defender, but like Ori and Kittles are okay. What's Higgins? Because Higgins isn't on this page; he's on the Nets page. Higgins' defense isn't great. I mean, it's, it's mediocre defense. I mean, it's you don't see a lot of nines, you don't see a lot of eights, there's <clears> a lot of sevens. Uh, yeah, he's got 50 and, and so, steel at least, which is nice. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Hori will help because Hori, he, he will plug and gap there, but if you're going to get him, it's it's still that the fact his defense isn't, isn't outstanding. He's still he's going to win a ton more games than he did last year. There's no way around that. Um, and he's got pieces to work with. Um, this is going to be interesting because I wonder how far apart we are on this one. I have him at 48 and a half. Yeah, we're we're off. I have um I have forty two and a half and, and my reasoning is as much as I like the the starting lineup, I'm not loving any part of the bench. Um now I don't know exactly what minimums he has because he gave away all these guys that are actually on his page. So like I don't know who he actually picked up. But I mean his his lineup is gonna be like Higgins Kittles can't even play a shooting guard, so I guess I, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I could pull it up real quick if he's done his his depth chart. Well, knowing Ricky, is probably going to still make more moves, right? I mean, that's really... Right. No. But if a lot of the moves aren't until after Sim 2 and we're 23 games into the season and he's sitting there at, you know, 12 and 11, 
going to be real hard to get to 48. He's starting Borg. He's going Borg, Higgins, Kittles, Bailey. Oh, he got Bailey, who I keep forgetting. Yeah. You know what? I- I'm going to say 44 and a half. I forgot he got Bailey. So he's got Ori, com- Ori and I- Iverson coming off the bench. Bedlam and Patterson are active with no roles. He's actually going to have to put another guy active because he's over the hard cap. So he's going to have a shit guy active too because he's over the hard cap. Um, so, yeah, I, I I think his is a polarizing number. Um I still I still have him as the sixth seed. Maybe maybe the fifth. I think him and the Thunder are gonna be close. But I don't think either I think that there's clear three teams better, and then I actually have a fourth team that's better than both of them. So yeah. we'll we'll do them when we get to them. So all right, on to uh the Hawks. The Hawks. Yeah, oh yeah. Eight W's in there. Oh. I don't even know how to how to properly say that. Um <laughs> So this team has like one of my favorite guys in the league, uh, Towels, and he literally just does everything. He has he shoots a three, he rebounds, he passes, he steals, and he plays three positions and can defend all. Power forward, not great, but still. I mean, his career numbers are 19, 7.5, 4.6, 1.6. He shoots 43.6 from the field and 40 from three. It's a hell of a player. You know, um, when I did that that two seasons ago, I had him as like a top ten player, and everybody like laughed at me. And I, he kind of hasn't lived up to to the efficiency on the two GA aspect, but his volume is so high on three. His his overall efficiency won't be great. Um, you know, this is kind of their season. Uh, you know, we've talked about in the chat that they've had they have a bunch of guys. I mean, if you look at their page, it actually looks like a team that's, like, tanking at, yeah. the, at the salary part because he's got so many experience. Now, I know Rob- Robido was the one that – um. Correct. He just resigned. So I would, I would guess, and I'm not – that he offered to all three and he's the only one that resigned. Unless he did Robido first and he's throwing us off the scent. Who knows? But, um, yeah. I mean, that Hawks pick that the, the Nets got – can go one of two ways at this point. Yeah, it could turn into a great pick if he doesn't get the other three guys. I mean, now, here's the thing. The likelihood he loses all three has got to be slim. I would agree with that because he can, he can also be extra year at UFA. So. You know, so he, he – uh, and I doubt he's going to care if he signs all three and goes over the hard cap, then so be it, you know. Um, what are you seeing? Um, I mean, it's, it's a complete team. It's a big, I, I'd look at it, I'm trying to find a weakness, and, you know, going, I went game seven games with them, and, you know, for parts of that game seven on, you know, on the road, they were ahead of me. I mean, the, the gap was never more than maybe, you know, one, two points, but they they had the lead at some point, even in the fourth quarter. And um, I would not have been surprised, a lot of two people in seven, that they go on and also beat the points. It would not have surprised me. Um, they're going to be very good again. Um, I think it's going to be a super tight race between him, myself, and the Knicks for the first seed. It's going to be 
I'm sorry, in the heat for the first year, Cindy Stone. I have them actually winning one game more than me. I put the over under 61 and a half. Um, and it's going to be super tight and, and, and lots of fun. So... Two things that he did this offseason that I think solidifies him as as the favorite moving into the season. Um, that rookie he got, Sterling, can provide some bench pop or like, you know, give something. He's got he he can score. Um, he doesn't do much of anything else, but for a team that like at stretches seems to just not shoot well, having a guy that can come off the bench with his volume is nice. Um the second thing was getting Redding. Um, I I've never been the biggest Redding fan, but I think he's better than Franks. And I know that like the numbers are really close. Like if you look at them, Franks has a little bit of the three. Franks is a much better rebounder, but Redding's always shot to his ratings, and Franks sometimes doesn't. So I he can play around. He can play around with it. Though. Right. I mean, Crowley is clearly the starter. Um, but moving forward, I, 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 or Robodo is clearly the starter and Crowley off the bench, but he, he added some depth this offseason, which he didn't have last year. Um, you know, if he has a weakness, it's if Pangborn ever gets hurt, he's got to go with that Pyrie guy who's not yeah. very good. Um, and not that you like are thinking about players getting hurt, but it hurt, it killed the Kings that year when, when they lost their point guard. Correct. So it, Sometimes I think that point guard is the hardest position because you a lot of them don't have two position availability, but then at the same time it's like the one position you definitely need out there. Like if Sachs misses two games, like Sterling might be able to cover his offensive output. Like he's not covering his rebounds or his defense, but like offensively, if you can like move things around and you can because towels can play everywhere, like you can get some of the points back. Like I just feel like without having a high assist guy, like Pyrie has assists, it'd just be, I think that that would have been, like Patton would have been really good as a backup point guard for this team if he could have gotten Patton. Or something like somebody on that level where he's just consistent, you know, solid steals and, and passing. So we'll see. I uh, My over-under 61.5, I think that they're the one seed. Um it also wouldn't shock me if none of them get to none of you guys get to sixty, just because of how deep Maynard is. Well, there's going to be you know other teams have gotten better, right? So you would think they might steal some, some wins. I mean, you know, somebody like the Nets falling off, that's not adding wins to to our teams. So no, that's adding wins to like the Blazers, and the Thunder, and the Jazz, right. and the Clippers. Like the top teams were beating them consistently. Like, yep. I don't have – you can't look at last year's schedule, but, like, I'd be curious. Like, the Clippers and Nets probably played four times. I, I would assume that the Nets at least won a game, if not two. And yep. there's two more wins for the Clippers. Now, obviously, it doesn't work like that. It's not, like, linear like that where you can just look at it and be like, well, it's gonna be, they're going to be two better wins because they lost twice to the Nets. But there's wins that they didn't have last year that you can almost circle to have. Um, all right. Sonics. Uh, I'm going to precursor this by saying this is, I'm going on the assumption that he's not trading Marco, uh, while I give my prediction. Marco's a stud, but he, he's starting to, to regress. Um, his volume is, is decreasing is, 
you know, he still rebounds. His steals are still probably top five in the league for, for actual, like, counting. And I get he wants this, like, massive haul. I just – I don't see it. Um, there's no team – the problem is that this he's not putting any team over the top that has all the assets he wants. The only thing I could have seen was if the Thunder traded the first pick. And I think that that would have been poor value for the Thunder. Because you're really only getting fair – like, how long is he going to be a top 10 player? If he even is right now. So yeah, – I mean, I said it many times before that you know Omar has been somewhat delusional in how much he wants to Some of the asking prices have been pretty ridiculous, uh, and especially now at thirty, it's going to be really difficult. Um, you know, should he be moved? I I think so. I think Sonics should just start over. Um, but Sonics have to- have their picks going forward. Yeah, so they should just start over and they should try to get something for fair. I just don't know, you know, the asking price will ever be okay. So, um, you know, I mean, he is still their best player despite, you know, uh, regressing already. The one thing that is, besides him, like, there's no efficiency. I mean, Kevin's, you know, is, is shooting is shooting poorly. Trev Young, who I don't know if he's going to be starting this time around or not, is, has never enough to be anywhere near his ratings, but he's got volume galore. Um, you haven't been around long enough. That's kind of a – you'll notice if you ever get a point guard that shoots at his ratings, keep him. That's why Kowalski's good. Yeah. You know, um, point guards typically, you know, just since I've been in the league – are, are just don't shoot to, to ratings nearly as much. That's why sometimes high-volume point guards, just like Pangborn, is just you have to have the right setup. Pangborn brings enough of the other stuff that you kind of look past it. But, yeah. Yeah, I just don't decide. Besides Marco Polo, you know, it's it's. I actually, in my notes here, I said basically the team is Marco Polo and the pretenders. Um, it's just... There's just not much there. there right. There's not much there. And uh, this is actually, I have them as my first team out. Um, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if he wants to make the playoffs, if he, how much he's even going to try. But with him having this pick, he, he really shouldn't. Um, so I actually have them winning less games than last season. Um, and my over-under for them is at 33 and a half. And even that, I'm saying with a crunching face. So here's my thing, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But clearly you have the Warriors out, right? And then in that division, Heat, Knicks, Blazers, Hawks, you have in the playoffs. I assume Wolves, Clippers, Thunder, right? Correct. Who's your eighth team? Um, and this is this is with the assumption that he's going to keep Trogger. I got the Kings as eight. Yeah, and that's where my, I, I – and I know we're jumping around, but you kind of brought it up by saying he you have him as the, the first one out. And I will agree if the Kings keep Trauber, that's the case. Um, I don't know if he will. He's told me he's planning it. And I guess he's made some offers at guys and gotten turned down. Um, man, I would love it if I if I could get one of his future first. I just don't love what he's put together there. And, like, Trauber is good. But his 45 to me could be very valuable if his guys don't progress and Trauber goes off the deep end. Yeah. Um, I mean. But. 
I, I get it because Mike has shown time and time again. I mean, he's been in the playoffs a bunch. So I wouldn't – and I know that he would try to fuck me over if I ever end up with this pick. So I won't go for it. But, you know, so basically he doesn't really have anything outside of the kids to trade. So I, I'm with you. I think that he keeps Trauber unless he gets some ridiculous deal. But if that's the case, I have the Sonics at 31 and a half. Um, and – I lean towards the over only because I think Marco's good for a decent amount by himself. Yep. But, you know, we'll see. And and Omar is not scared to mix it up. And it's funny because he values guys a lot differently. Like, he likes Kevin's. Um, clearly not everybody does. But, like, he'd be a guy that can add somebody that can take that team up seven wins and that nobody else will see. So... I say I I would bet the over only because it's Omar and he wants to just keep making the playoffs. Why are you going to sit there and miss the playoffs with Marco? But I can also see him, you know, selling off and getting to twenty wins. Yeah. But I, I would lean saying, towards we the over. Make the jokes about people treadmilling, but I, I just understand trying to figure out what's the point of you making the A seed. I mean, I think last season. In the first round against me, he lost by a combined 130 points in those four games. No, and um, and that's the argument. I mean, he beat the Kings that one time. Yeah, uh, that's that's the counter. It's true, but that that was also a few years back where Marco was even. Well, and that and that would be the counter to that argument. Yeah, is that Marco was an all-out stud and he had Evans. Like he doesn't. He had like Evans when Evans was like the best he could be. Like right now, he doesn't really have much of anything. So we'll see moving forward. I, I I think he he could be a guy that could get the eight. He would be in the conversation of the eight seed. And I think there's only two people. And I think that that's where Mike, Mike, who probably wanted to rebuild a little bit longer, runs the risk of keeping Trauber. Be, because the bottom is so bad. But, all right, we'll move to uh, the Wolves. Um, he kept... Luther, he, Craig Jones, still really good. Um, he, he did that trade west for Twine, which we kind of touched on yesterday when we talked about the Bulls. And the one thing, he, he drafted Oliver James, which kind of looks like a, uh, not like a stud, just kind of like a serviceable role player. Um, the one thing I will say, like, west isn't great. But four positions can back up the, you know, he, he can move his guys around now. Twine isn't that, like, everyone is in love with Twine, I get it, but I just don't think Twine's that good. His, he never shoots the ratings. Like, there's a chance he doesn't get good. Um, Value-wise, he got killed, but who knows? I mean, they are a couple of years different, but we will see. Um, I'm curious what he does with this lineup. Like, does Je- is Jensen going to be the backup point guard? Probably. I mean, does Archie have to get a ton of minutes? He's got Satan. It's a very weird roster construction. He's got two. He's got two stars with Luther and uh, Craig Jones, but he's got a lot of mismatch everywhere else. So it's funny because I have like a an idea in my head because I've seen Mike now for thirty seasons, but I'm curious what you think. I mean, as, as you said yesterday, we talked about the West trade. I mean, I definitely think he lost the trade as Nelly-wise, like a lot of the GMs we want to talk about. Um, 
what I like about it, you know, even though I said it was a steal, is the fact that, you know, with the flexibility of West, he can play around a little bit. He's only going to be back up no matter what, but he can play minutes at multiple positions. Um, he added Leonard White. I still love White. I think I think he's he's a great player in the center, and is a, you know he's always been ultra efficient. Um, so I think that's a that's a good add. What I liked about his team, like he's well balanced in age. Um, that might be a weird thing to think about, but age wise, he's on the same level. His oldest player is thirty one. He's got a bunch of guys that are like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. So they're like he's getting the guys in the frame right now. So there's that's the one thing I like about his team. Um, Luther is awesome. I think Luther is fine as a point guard. Um, you know, I think he's going to be on the you know bottom end of the playoffs again. But it, it's a, it's a steady team. Um, nothing that jumps out to you is like wow, but also nothing you go right away. Oh gosh, he, he, he's missing this. You know, it's just it's 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 okay. It's an okay team. This is a team that like when you see them on the schedule. You're and you're like a top com- contending team. You're like, if you're on like a winning streak, this is not a team you want to see on it because he's got Satan and Jones who can both get hot. Their defense is solid, but then you can go and beat him by thirty. But you can play again the next day, and he's going to beat you. Like he's yeah, just yeah. a. It's a very strange team. Um. I mean, know, two seasons ago, I remember you know I had fits with them during the regular season. Uh, I think I lost four straight games against them, and I was. Terrified to the fact that I had to play him in the playoffs and end up barely sneaking out in seven. So, but in the last season, I didn't have much problems with him in, in, in the regular season. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's it's a weird team to face because you just, it's one of those you just don't know what you're getting. I mean, they they will be they could beat the Heat on the road and then followed up by losing to the Sun at home. It's, it's, it's right. It, it's a, it's it's a weird team in that manner. But I mean, they're going to be steady enough. They're going to win enough games. The one forty four. I actually have a forty five and a half this season, and that's going to bring them right at the seven seed. Is where I have them. Yeah, I have uh, forty three and a half, and I have the the seven seed as well. Yeah, I had them at the six seed, but forgetting that Ricky had Bailey, I, I'm going to flip flop them, move Ricky up to forty four and a half, and and keep the Wolves at forty three and a half. Yeah. Um, the one thing he doesn't have is steals. Outside of Grisecki, like West has a few. West, you know, West plays better at the the forward position because he has the steals that aren't elite, but they're good enough. So it's just it's a weird weird mix. And like you said, and we're gonna see it all season. He's gonna beat teams he shouldn't, and he's gonna lose to teams he should shouldn't. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so moving on. I'm seeing the dark up and. Uh, I'm going to be right that boat with you, I think. Right. So, you want to talk about X and his Clippers? Yeah, fuck X. Um, he had a Beavis. He's got Baker. He had a Maurice X. Like, it's just a, a really, really good team, and he can move pieces around. Like, I assume that, like, Clarence Collins is not going to start, but Clarence Collins is a serviceable big man. He rebounds, he blocks, he defends. He's got the points with Woods. Jackson's going to need to score. Um, Mayor, like, his starting lineup is going to have 70 steal, 85 steal, 101 steals. Then, I assume he's going to start Beavis because he needs the points. Like, Beavis could average 30 on this team. Correct. 
But going Jackson, Sugar, uh, Mayor, Beavis, Maurice X, or Baker, flip-flop him. He's got Austin Lane, who plays defense off the bench. Garado is a very serviceable backup point guard. Like, I think they're one of the most well-rounded teams as far as, like, their top eight guys. I don't know that there's a better top eight outside of maybe the Heat. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it, it's a good-looking team. I think so. I mean, last year, if you looked at the school, I mean, the game scores, they were all pretty low scoring because they only played deep, but they didn't have any scoring. And, and that was... That was pretty much the reason to why they end up only winning 43 games because they just couldn't outscore anybody. I think I beat uh, them randomly in a game like 86 to 74 or something. Yeah, exactly. But I think they addressed that with getting Beavis. I think that is that is a great trade that's going to win a lot more games for them uh, right off the bat. Right, and we didn't even uh, mention Woods off the Woods will be off the bench as like a, a gunner off the bench. Just set him to two and let him go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, I, I like, I mean, defensively, they may be the best defensive team. Uh, I don't know if I would say maybe in the league, but they're, they're up there. I mean, that team is extremely stark defensive. But as I said, with the steals that they have, they're going to get the extra positions. Uh, I mean, screws and freaking studs. Um, there's a reason to exit in love with them, and rightly so. Um that's going to be a tough team. They're going to be no fun at all in in the playoffs. Um, so that'll be a, that'll be an interesting one to have to deal with. So I I added a bunch of wins to them as they should because they're good. I have them at fifty four and a half. Um, interested to hear what you got them at. Yeah. So this is my surprise team, and if there's any team that's going to 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 parade like ran in the parade of the top three, this would be the team. I think just because of how well-rounded they are. Um, but again, X doesn't really care about the regular season. So I think you're going to see a bunch of different lineups, like Mayor may start at the power forward one time, and he might start yeah. Beavis at center. And if, I don't even know if Beavis can play center. But he, he he's going to change things around just to see. But this might be, depending on how everything shakes out at the end, this might be the best team in Maynard come playoff time. More so than um, regular season team. I had 54 and a half. Um, I would shade towards the under as I talk now just because I think that he could play around, but I think that this would be a team that, like, if you were betting futures in the NBA, that this would be a team you put money on at, like, a good, good, uh, like a good number because yeah. they can make a deep run. Yep. So... Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be a pain to deal with for sure. And I'll go as far as to say, like, I think they get the f- the four seed by four or five games. Like, I think that there's, I do think there's a drop from the top three to him, but it wouldn't surprise me if he slid up because Beavis fits so well. But I do think that there's a drop from him to who I have at five. Um. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny you say there's a five-game five drop because that's just the way I have it lined up. Right. But we get, we get to that later. Right, I'm just saying, like, I, I think it, that they're, like, in a weird spot where they're going to have four games ahead of them and four games behind them, possibly. Yep. So. Correct, Correct. but, I mean, to me, they're the clear-cut, clear-cut four at least. 
unless X finds the perfect lineup early and just stick to it, then he could he could challenge uh, into the top three. Yeah, and you know, I don't think he ever would, but. Say he wanted to go out and add, he has the the guy that went fifth or sixth overall. Um, you know, he has Woods, who's an attractive player. Like, if he ever wanted to go add, he has a few pieces, too. I'm not saying he wants to, because he's got guys locked up and everything. But if he ever wanted to go make that move, he's got pieces to go do it. Agreed. So. Agreed. They're going to they're be fun. All right. On to the Nets. All right. That's moved to my boy Colin. What? That's moved to my boy Colin in the net. Yeah. All right, so he got he got uh Kensington Kensington um from Ricky for, for Higgins. He got Bordeaux. He got he still has Glenn. Like Bordeaux was starting at points for the Heat last year, who were a fifty five win team. He's got Glenn, who's like an ultra high usage scorer, mm-hmm. and he can rebound from the two. He's a matchup problem. He's a nine eight eight five at small forward. Um, he still has McCants, who's serviceable. Like, unless he really trades off and he finds guys that will take some of these fringe players, like I still think he wins seventeen eighteen games. Um, I, we haven't been doing this, but I have his over under at seventeen and a half. Um, I think Glenn gets him 10 on his own. I think Boudreaux, Boudreaux can win a few. He's got some, like, weird guys on the – like, Selby's, like, not great, but he can still win a game or two. Like, I know he's trying to be bad, and it's probably best for him to, like, learn the league being bad, especially because he's not as active as you were. Like, you were, like, involved in everything and asking questions, and he's just not, which is fine, but he's not going to learn – being one of the top teams. Like, that was tough to come into without... I don't think he had his pick. He had... You know, he was a team that could compete. It was just a really rough situation. So him yeah. resetting is probably a better thing. Uh, curious where your over-under is. Well, I mean, I have it lower than you do because in this case, I have talked to him. But, like, I'm trying to not win any games next year. That, that was really his worst to me. And I've talked to him like talking to, to bubbles and X is they see they value guys differently yeah and I think that that it's a really fun situation so last year my team was 
I mean, it wasn't great. And then I, the last couple Sims, I benched Timkins and I started Barkley at point guard. And X had told me, he's like, just try it. He goes, you might be surprised. So I, my team ended up playing better, even though like I moved a scorer to a point guard. I took out Timkins and I was, I played Kingston, I think, at, at shooting guard. I said, why was that? And he said, his lower turnover. He said the passing might not be there but he, in the steals, but he said the lower turnover means that you're getting more shots to your team. So it's just like out of the box thinking that like I didn't think about. And now I pay attention to turnover more than I used to. I used to just think it was like a throwaway stat. Um, but now now I pay attention to it more. Yeah. No, so I, with the Nets, I mean, they should, they are and should be in full rebuild. And I think you should move. I would not trade Boudreaux though. No, I mean that's the young piece you should be. I would argue that you shouldn't trade Glenn because you don't need to completely bottom out. I had the worst record for three years in a row and I picked like six, five, and six. So like just having the worst record doesn't guarantee you any top pick. Like the no, Wolves the Wolves have had like middle of the like odds and have gotten the first pick like what feels like 11 times in this version. <laughs> Maybe Jay Speed is like 15. So like him keeping Glenn for a season and you know what Glenn might be a guy that has a monster progression next year and then maybe okay there's a there's a chance I have two lotto picks. Maybe I throw him one once I see and I'm not saying I would but like I wouldn't take a worse deal for him. No, I not no exactly. I thought a worse deal, but see what you can get. From. That's why I keep, I keep telling you, throw you guys out in the chat and just you make it public, and so everybody sees it. And then don't jump on the first offer. You you see what what you acquire, and you talk to somebody to get an idea of value for. Well, and, and it doesn't have to be before Sim One either. I think that's Correct. the thing, or before Sim Two, like. It could be after the trade deadline next year that he gets the best deal. Yeah. Um, and that's I, where I think I that think Smath that's, is... That's, that's where Smath, like, as annoying as he is sometimes to trade with, is one of the better ones because he'll wait until he gets the value he wants because he knows eventually it'll come. So... Um, well, that's, that's the point Chris, uh, Chris did about this. Like, just you know, after him too because then you're going to start seeing some kind of folks. Right. Um, it seems to happen every year, right? So being patient is is, is not necessarily a bad thing. So my over under with him is ten and a half because I, I just think he's going to try to lose a lot of games. Yeah, I just I think you're going to be shocked, especially if Glenn's still on his roster at eight o'clock tonight. How much it matters. Yeah. Um, and adding Kensington, who has, you know, and he added Haitian, who's a decent backup point guard too. You know, he's got assists and steals. He doesn't have any defense, but we'll see. Um, I mean, my precursor to this is obviously that that thinking or seeing if Glenn will actually play on this roster the entire season. So that's, I think that's going to be a very determining factor to that win total. Right. So, all right, well, let's move on from Carla. Let's go to the Jazz. All right, the Jazz. So, they have Bowman, your boy Bartell. Um, they did the third pick, I think. I think they took Tanner. 
who I think Goulet said in the chat is almost like identical to what Rafi was or close to Rafi on draft day. He's a scorer with literally no defensive playmaking and some rebounding, small forward, power forward. Um, This team needed, needed scoring. And I'm, I like Bowman. I just wish he had more volume, but he's still, I, in my opinion, he's still years away. He just doesn't have like a, a an all star caliber player outside of possibly Bartel in a few years. Like Bartel's really good because he can score, he gets to the line, steals, and his defensive one through nines. It's just he's better as like a complementary piece, more so than a, a lead guy. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, then it's, it's the long rebuild. It's going to be a long process, like you said. Um, I love Bartel. Um, and the only reason I ended up moving him when I did for, for the pick is because I was I was making win-now moves. Um, I could have played that way differently, held on to all those pieces and see, see what would happen. Um, obviously, based on last season, it worked out. Um, but I love Bartel. Uh, I think he's going to be going to be their, their guy moving forward. Um, but he's playing the progression game. He's just keep, keep adding that Tanner. I mean, if he turns out into a Rafi, that's going to be a great piece. Um, I do think, based on uh, some other teams falling off, um, he's going to win a couple more games. So I actually have his over and under at 21 and a half. Yeah, I, I have 20 and a half. I, I'm with you on the fact that he'll win a little bit more because he added some scoring that he didn't have. Um, I just think the expectation can't be too high, 2021. That's perfect because I yep. think that there's still so many good teams in Maynard that, you know, he's going to pick on the, the Nets and the, the Warriors, the Celtics. But outside of that, like, every game for him will be a struggle. Like, I'm sure he'll beat me once this year because my team won't score enough. But that's how it's going to be is it's going to be a struggle for him to win games. So I'm with you. There's not much to talk about with this team because he's where he's supposed to be. Um, I'm going to stop it and then start recording again because we're close to the hour and I don't want to be in the middle because we're going to talk about the Thunder. Yeah. And I feel like that's – could be a long-winded one. So I'm going to stop it now, and then I'll just restart it, and I'll bring you back in. Perfect. All right, we're back, guys. We're going to go on to the Thunder um, here with Andre. So they 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 landed the, the first pick um, off a of 45-win season, I think, and they have a bunch of, you know, young. They are young. Um, their lineup is going to be, like, Garza's is going to be 27. Everyone else is going to be freaking young. Maybe Wentz will play, and he's 31. But he's got Red at 24, Holland at 23. Uh, I don't know if Pescador will play, but he's 20. Peters is 20. Freire is 18. Reggie Marshall's 23. Like, he's just – he's in such a great spot because he's going to keep being in the playoffs while his guys are still going to progress. Exactly. Um. So I think that this team is one. So I have them, and I think you do too, slotted in as the fifth seed. Correct. And depending on the mix and what he decides to do with his roster and, and all this stuff, I think that this is a team that can be closer to the Clippers um, at the four seed. But I think it's a team you can also see as the seventh seed because the mesh doesn't work right or, you know, Freire doesn't shoot great originally because he doesn't have the, – the one thing he doesn't have is a bunch of assists. Like his best passer is his small forward. 
So does that hurt Frayer's efficiency? We don't know. So it, it'll be interesting to see. So I'm curious what your take is. Um, yeah, so I'm with you. What's, what's funny about this team is that we don't really know yet. But at the same time, that's also the scary part is what we don't really know yet. Because he's got all these young pieces we haven't seen yet. And so you just don't know how they're going to mesh with what he has, as you pointed out. Um, I mean... Red is is a great player for him. Uh, getting him one pick, obviously, uh, in Dorbin is is awesome. He's got a lot of steals, and that's fun for his team. Um, getting Dreyer is is fun. Um, he's got the pieces, and they, if he finds the right pick, they're going to win a lot of games, and they're going to get better, hopefully. Right? I mean, progression is always going to be a fun part of it, but this could be this could be a tricky team to deal with. Um, I think we underrate how important Marshall is for this team. Um, I'm just seeing it in playoffs last year. I mean, without Marshall, he almost ended up getting bounced by by the Nets before storming back four straight games. But the four games he won after Marshall came back weren't even close. I mean, well, that's the thing. He won one in the buzzer beater, and then game five, six, seven were weren't even close. So, so underestimating might be. I mean, overall, it might be. And I, I think that that's the thing. He has no scoring outside of him, like no volume scoring. Like, And I think that's where Freire will help. And that's why I think that they're better. It's just they have a guy that – somebody else that can pick up the scoring slack. Um, one thing I'll be interested to see moving forward with this team is what he does with Garza. Because Garza kind of plays all the positions that all of his guys do. Like he's got Marshall, who he needs to play because he needs the points. He's got Peters, who's a, one of his best passers that needs to play probably at power forward. So that leaves a small forward, or Marshall's going to play small forward. That leaves shooting guard open. I, I assume Red starts at, at point guard just because of you need one, and then Garza at the shooting guard. But like, I think he'd be better fit going out and finding a point guard for Garza. Well, I mean, that's, and Garza was, is on his trade block, right? He's trying to move Garza and Bombwell and who else he had on, on that block he's moving. But he's, as I said, he's not done making moves to, to fill out this lineup and fill out this roster. But this, this team isn't for this year either, which is why he doesn't have to trade Garza. Correct. Garza's still on a team-friendly 13.3 deal for this season and two more. Um, you know, he has a bunch of guys coming off the cap this year. With Wentz and Sullivan, Mugosa, um, Holland will have a, a qualifying offer, which I doubt he'll get. So, like, he'll have flexibility moving forward, too, to add guys. So, I, I think that he'll he'll sit still this year unless he gets a really good deal for Garza. Yep. No, I, I said he's got, he's got a future out of it, so there's no reason to rush into anything. So I, um, I, I actually have the exact, I have the exact win loss total. So there you go. I like you when we're on the same page. Yeah. So we've been on the same page, Clippers and Thunder. So there we go. we'll see. All right, on to the Suns. Um, we can talk about them because they landed the two, the number two pick to add him to Cage. They have Bataglia. 
um, who's young. They have Prosky, who I don't even know who the hell that is that's young. I'm just looking at age-wise. But well, Prosky, he got in a deal with me um, at yeah. some point. Or maybe it was removed from me, but Prosky was in my roster. was still somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's not that good. Realistically, his guys moving forward that are on his roster now are probably just Cassidy, Cage... That might be it. Like, Graf isn't all that good. So he's got a long, long, long way to go. Yep. Agreed. Um, He's getting the pieces in place. I actually think Cassidy is a really good fit for them next to Cage. A little bit more pass, some passing. Um, And he has the steals that Cage doesn't. Um, And he has some some defense that Cage doesn't. So it's a fun little combo. So I'll be curious to see what they are moving forward. They're not going to win a ton. Um, so throw out your over under. I'll throw out mine, and we'll get to the Kings. Uh, well, I have them. You know, they, they said they're not going to win a ton, um, but I don't think they're going to be as terrible as they were last year. Um, added obviously a good draft pick. Um, so I had them at uh, eleven and a half. Um, they will be. They're the only team that's going to get ahead of the Nets. I have the Nets as the last team in the league, um, or at least in the main arc. So I have them as a twelve seed with eleven and a half. Yeah, I got I got twelve and a half. I'm not far off you, um, but I do have, I have them the second worst team, but I have the Warriors the worst, I believe, and then the Suns, and then the net, the Nets, and the Jazz. So coming down to the Kings, and it's kind of fun that we end with them only because of the fact that I think that they will determine who gets in the playoffs. Because if Marco's not going to be traded, the next up trade pieces got to be Trauber, no? Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And that's interesting to see how he's going to go with that. Um, it's a huge add if he keeps them because Trauber is a very good player. Um, Shoker has played well for them. He actually brought back Silva. Um, you know, a little, little attorney right there. Um, he's got Rigado is going to be is is a Rigado or whatever his name is is going to be his point guard, I think, right? He's Fun, just you wish he had a fist. That's the one thing I'm missing out of him. Um, yeah, he's just not that. He like does everything, but like nothing great outside of steals. Like even his defense isn't amazing. Um, I mean, I don't think they can. Here's the problem with them: is like they add Trauber, and that that's nice. And it's I kind of went through this last year with Mayor, and like they kind of put you in like a weird spot because they're good. At, that player is good enough to win a few games. You're not making any noise come playoff time. No, no. I mean, it's just you're going to be in, but then what? Right. So I think eventually, and it might not be right away, I, I don't know. Um, he said that he's had offers, but they've been un- underwhelming. So I don't think he has to force trade him. Especially he can see how the Sims go. And if the Sonics are, you know, Sonics finished seven games ahead of him last year. Um, you know, see what see where you stand after a few Sims. Um, I don't think Silva's all that all that amazing. Um, not not amazing, but I don't think he's starting. I guess would be my. I think he's going to start Persons. Yeah. So you know, Silva. They're With both. Is, you know, it's all depending on if he even if he keeps Trevor. I don't know what his, what his plan is. You said you talked to him, and he's going to try to keep him and, and work around it. Um, he's with that clearly going to be better than last season. Every year, he's trying to tank. Um, you know, if he 
keeps telling me he's my A seed. Uh, I haven't actually yet signed for the I think he's going to go 41 and 41. Um, but if, he, if, if there's a move with Jamal, then he is the one that's falling out. Um, I think that knows where it goes in. But that's the only way I see him falling out of the A seed. I think it's the A just because the Sonic, I don't think they're great outside Marvel. Um, there's nothing there that he can use. So Kings would get in as the A seed, but as I said, not really making any noise. There's nothing to have where no way he can play around with his roles that he's going to beat either one of the three teams that we say could potentially be the one seed. So, you think Trauber's worth 13 wins? Yeah, I think he's going to help them enough. I mean, he put by Rochelle, you don't think he's great, but he's better than he had before. So, I, so, I think he's going to go 500, just based, just based on the fact that other teams are falling off there. So, I have them at 34 and a half. Which I think makes this our biggest. That's the biggest difference we've seen, yes. Um, and I think it, they, I, I would bet the under. And even if they keep Trevor, I just don't like their their combination. Like Lemon's getting a bunch of minutes. What Walter Prawl is like a few years away from being productive. I mean Pascal is getting minutes. I just, I just don't see. I don't see. I don't know. I mean, they did win 28 games last year. It's not like they lost anybody, so they're adding. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just think that 13 wins in this conference is a lot. Yeah, no, but I'm just thinking they're going to beat up on, you know, they're going to get all the wins against the Sons, the Jazz. Um, I could, that's a team that's going to steal wins from the Wolves um, just because the Wolves are going to have the off night. Um, I think they're going to beat up on the Sonics. Um, yeah, it's just... If they catch the Clippers when they mix a mess around with her and, and have a, you know, a bad sim for lack of, uh, lack of better terms, I just, there's going to be some added, added wins to it. Um, and, yeah, said, they're going to slide into the eighth by default as long as they keep the roster at Right. So, so basically, to round this out, um, I think we have it. So we got the Hawks number one, uh, the Knicks at two, the Heat at three, Clippers four, Thunder five, uh, Blazers six, um, Wolves at seven, Kings at eight, Sonics nine. Uh, I have the Jazz at ten. I have the Warriors at eleven, Suns at twelve, and Nets at thirteen. I think you got the bottom slightly different. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I have the Nets and Warriors flip flopped. But basically, the top eight, you know, even top nine, you and I are pretty much spot on. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think that it will come down to the Trower fairer And I think that if they both get traded, I think the Kings are better than the Sonics without fair. if you take them both off their rosters. Yeah. So, I do think that the Kings are in a position that they might have to move Trower earlier than, than they want to for less. But again, I don't. He doesn't tell me what like the offers that he really gets. Like I know what he's offered out to try to make his team better, and I won't yeah. blow that up. But I he doesn't tell me what offers he gets, unless he's accepting it. Yeah. Um, and not the thing is, I'm not one that I won't put it in the chat unless you know it's talked about already. But and I think that's why people come to me with either questions or telling me because I don't really talk to other people. Like, I keep it in, and 
it's fun, but it should be a good season. Um, I mean, if you were doing title odds right now for this season, I think you, Heat, Hawks, Hornets, and Raptors all have to be right around the same. Yeah, it's, 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 it could be either way. Like, I... And the thing is, if San fits with the Raptors, like, at all, I think they can win 73, 74 games just because I think that the bottom is so bad that they'll just, they'll feast. And I think that, you know, Lou, Air, and, and Sand, if Sand works out, can be really scary. I Again, based on my prediction, I don't necessarily think that, but it's, I think they're the one with some of the most unknown of the top four teams. Five teams, because they they added a much different piece than what they they ended last season with. Here is my question to you: Do we still think that the Landros is so much better than the Mayo? I mean, last year everybody was feeling pretty obvious about it. What do you think that lines up with? I, I mean, you adding Paxton helps. I I just I don't know who on. I have to look. Who on the Hawks? Let's see. Like, Robido. I guess Towels can play against Fallwell. Like, it'd be a fun matchup. Your defense is just smothering, though. So, it would be fun. Um, I think overall, top to bottom, I think Landros might have a slight edge. Just because I think there's three really bad teams in in Maynard with um, Warriors, Suns, and, and Nets. I think that like really bad teams in Landros is really only like the Lions and the Celtics. And the Lions really aren't even that bad. They won like 21 games last year. Yeah. So I'd be shocked. Am I missing anybody? Celtics. Like I'd be shocked if... Every team but the Celtics didn't have 20-plus wins in, in Landros. Where in Maynard, I think that three teams easily. Yeah, and then you have the Jazz who, like, only won 16. They added offense, but, like, the rest of the conference got better. Yeah. So, like, there's a chance that four teams go under 20. Yeah. So... I just think top to bottom Landros is better, but I think that the top part has definitely caught up to the Landros top part. But that, that, I think that would be the point of it. I was going to make. I think that the, the top is much, much closer now than it was. But yes, as a whole, I think Landros is probably still better, but uh, the top of the main art is, um, is a lot more respectable at this point. I'll say this. I think that the Heat are a year away. I think he needs a few more, like, little progressions to his guys. So I, mean, I come... I mean, talking about that, he actually says himself, he, he, I mean, Delaney wants to be the first one he talks about because Watson isn't ready yet. That, that's pretty much what he says. Because him and I joked about it, and yeah, I talked about when Rafi and Watson play against each other, that would be a fun matchup. Um, but, you know, the first thing he says is, you know, Watson isn't ready yet. So... But, that, I mean, that's going to be, and especially with that course, it's going to be good for a while. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying, I just don't think that, I think that they can win a decent amount. Obviously, I picked them for 59 and a half games. But I think come playoff time, that they would be an underdog to both you and the Heat, the you and the Hawks, regardless of 
if they end up with the one seed. Yeah. Just because I think that matchup-wise that they're just not ready one through nines when it matters a little bit more. Well, Sim 1 usually starts a little bit later, and he usually gives out a lot of information. You know, he'll do every five games that a rookie plays. He, like, shows their stats through the first yeah. five. So, AJ, it'd, be fun, it'd be fun to take your time this time around for the first hill. Right. So, All right, well, this was fun. We'll, uh, Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, and good luck this season. The same to you. We'll talk to you later. Later. All right, guys, and that concludes the preseason pod with uh, KVBL champion Andre. And as always, fuck you, Crest.